everyone. Thank you for coming. Hope everyone had a beautiful Shabbos. Today, today we're Beza Hashem going to uh, continue what we began. I think we began this two weeks, uh, last week? Yeah, last week, which was looking at the sugya of, of Pnimius and Avodos Hashem regarding tefillah, kind of looking at tefillah anew. And I want to remind ourselves a few things. I had a lot of thoughts about this over Shabbos, and um, I think it, it'll help us re- remember why we're learning what we're learning. I mean, you never, you never need a reason why you're learning Torah, but it'll basically help us, I think, be more plugged into how we're approaching Talmud Torah. So remember that the, the way we're looking at, at mitzvahs now is in light of the war that's right in front of us. And that, again, I'm going to keep on saying it, especially for those that haven't been here. Maybe you're here just one or two times, but we're basically, Baruch Hashem, hopefully getting acquainted, hopefully acquainted with, with the arsenal of weapons that, that is to our usage. If we just learn, if we just have enough koach and go for it and use it. What are we using it towards? Like, what is the milchama? What is the war? Well, we know already that the war is basically a huge bilbuliada, as you say in no language, actually, but whatever. It's a play on the word Hebrew of bilbul, um, where you have these three generations, three wacky, confusing generations that have all emerged at once right now to be put in our faces to really fight what I believe, what we believe is this final battle pulling us away from who we really are, who we truly are, what that means to be a Jewish person, what that means to be, forget a Jewish, what it even means to be a person, a Ben Adam. But definitely in our case, what it means to be a God-fearing Jewish person in, in Tafshin Peibet in 2000, in a few days, 2022, 2022. And that is the emergence of these three generations, the door of the, of the Mabul, the door of the flood, the door of the dispersion, and the door of Zdom. Now, honestly, each one of those generations on its own is, is a lot to handle. The fact that they're all coming back at once, according to the Gran, according to a lot of the Mekubalim, that just makes, if you know about that, if you know that to be a truth, that just means that it's that, that much more intense. By the way, there, there are more papers here. Does anyone need the Chavar that came in? We have more over here. Can you say the three, the three generations? Yeah, Dora Mabul, Dora Flaga, and the Dora of Zdom. All three generations at once, emerging at once. Okay, yafe. Now, if that's true, what do we do about it? How do we, how do we connect to it? Remember the first moment that you, had a, you held your child, your first child? And that, that moment, that instant that you held your first child, if you can remember it, or really any child, but definitely it happens with the firstborn and Malasot. I know I'm biased, obviously, as a Bechor, but it, it does happen more with the first child because it's something that you, it's mamash, it's like a yesh me'ayin. This is just mamash out of, out of nowhere. You're holding your kid. And in your mind, at that moment, you know that there, was, there is nothing consciously that you will ever do consciously to make it hard on this child to be connected to their inner self, consciously. You would never choose to consciously do anything to have it hard on the kid. You, can, you, can you go back and remember, especially your first child, but really any child, 
And, you know, the deeper we get with parenting, the more the tefillah of a parent is when they're holding their child, please, Rebona Shalom, let me just not get in the way of what they're supposed to be doing and receiving and, and <coughs> feeling and, and experiencing. And v'chudeh v'chudeh. And, and yet, this war that we are mamash in the midst of is fighting towards that exact nikuda. That exact nikuda of basic, basic fundamentals of our tradition, of our Yiddishkeit, that are making it so hard to remember what the whole Inyan is all about. What the whole thing is all about. When it comes to tefillah, it plays, it's, it, it, it goes like, it's mamish like a, like a bull. Like the war is mamish like a bull. I feel like the other side, the other side, wherever that other side is, knows that if Jews daven, and, are, and really daven, like really connected to davening, the game's going to be over really soon. So therefore, what have we found? Where is some of the most greatest bilbul and sometimes strife and machloket? In Shul. There's a word that says in Parshas Vayakal, it says, I saw once the Sprinker Rebbe says this, I'm sure it's brought down by other tzaddikim as well. Is that why does the Torah have to say Lo tevaru Don't make fires wherever you get, we gather together on Shabbos. Like what is that mean, meaning to us today? It's very simple. Lo when when do you didn't really get together, right? Shabbos. That means there's most potential for people to be in each other's faces and have tainas on, on how the other is. So the Torah tells us Lo Don't start putting. Don't start making fires when you when you actually dwell together. When usually this happens, beyom Shabbat. Having said all that, there's something like deep down inside that I've been thinking about, and I was I'm I'm, I'm on the verge of actually conducting a big survey and a poll with many different. Um, this may sound very controversial. I really don't care. It's really where I'm at. I I want to conduct a survey amongst leaders of all types of of. Different denominations in Yiddishkeit, although, just saying that, I, we love everyone, but we know that the Torah is Emes, and we're people of Halacha. There are a few people that don't feel like that. Just a few. Just a, just a few. <laughs> Somewhere in North Dakota, I think there's one. Shunai. Like, there, there are people like that, but I want to understand and see what the experience is, what the experience of the clergy is, in, sh- in their communities and congregations and shuls, in terms of trying to bring to people the awareness and the consciousness of why they come to them, <coughs> why they come to shul, why do they come and pray? Meaning, I'll say it in like a little bit more raw terms: Do they have to shush people in shul? <laughs> like, do they have to stop and remind people why they're there? Because I believe, with all my heart. Mama, with, a, with a broken heart, a, a mamish, a completely destroyed heart, that I've never had to shush people in, if I'm giving a concert to non-from people or non-Jews. Never. I've never in my life had to. I've never had to like kind of remind people of like kavodamakum or awareness of where we are when we're engaged in some kind of a concert or a shir in a place that's not people that aren't affiliated with what we call orthodoxy. 
the only place that I've ever had to, like, constantly, over and over again, is people that are under the assumption that they're already, they know what it's about. They're already there. This is my personal experience. That's why I'm wondering, am I insane? So what I want to, I and I'm sure, hopefully, that I'm not insane. <laughs> I really hope I'm not insane. But what I, what I mean to say is, if we, I believe if we can get our tefillah on in a very powerful, pnimi level, real inside level, obviously a lot of what I'm saying is based on a little thing that happened at the end of shul yesterday. But if we can, if we can reemerge with remembering why we're even there in the first place, Be'emet, why we're there in the first place, and make davening something that has nothing to do with... with um, I guess, not, I don't want to say spectator sport, but I'm saying like davening has to be something so like a lifeline, like mamash a lifeline, and something so personal, and something new is the real right word, I want to say. Mashu chadash, something new. To be open, to be humble enough to say, maybe we, maybe we lost it at a certain point, and it's time to rediscover what it's all about. Yecholiot. Um, and I've had experiences, you know, I've, like, like all of us, we've traveled all over the world, right? In our, ta- in our time, someone that says, oh, I've traveled all over the world, it's like joining the club, who hasn't? Like, today it's very accessible. And you see across the board, it's, such an, it's just, a, just an interesting thing. Of, it's a very bizarre thing that the place of tefillah doesn't have that much to do about actual tefillah. It has to do with tefillah and a lot of other things as well. And that's, and I think that, you know, this is, first of all, I, I, I also blame Hashem and destruction of the temple 2,000 years ago. It's not like I'm letting God off the hook, right? It's not so pashut. But uh, I wonder if, like, we're up for the challenge in this door. Anyway, I think that, sorry for this whole spiel, I just feel that if we're talking about the three generations of confusion that are emerging all at once and it's all in our face, it's good to call it out sometimes where you see it. It's bad to judge people that are caught in the, in the emergence of these milchamas, including ourselves, because it's a war that if you're not aware of what the weapons are, you have no way of fighting it. But you have to admit you're in a war. You have to admit it. I think the second that we admit that it's actually a war, then there's like a more of an openness to approach what, what the actual milchama is all about. But as long as we're... We're saying, it's okay, we have to look at the good points, and you always have to, but when it comes to the fundamentals of like tefillah, we have to realize what, what is it all about, and what are, our, what are our kids really picking up on? That's why I said in shul last Friday night that one of the worst things I think you could say about our shul is that it has good, a good davening, like it's good davening there. Meaning, like they sing a lot or whatever, because it's, it's, it should be... <coughs> bless you so much more than that. So much more than that on the primi level. So, I don't know, I think, I think that this piece that we learned last week and that definitely we're going to see today, definitely, will help us approach the milchama. Will help us approach the war. Okay, so go on in page, Lamed Bet, the first page you have, the first page you had, Ot Vav. I'm sorry, just I know that I, I can't open it up now, maybe a little bit later. עכשיו ננסה להסביר. 
איך אפשר להגיע להרגשת נוכח עם הבורא? שהתפילה תהיה בצורה של כדבר איש אל רעהו. יפה. Last week we established a word. That word, essential for our world of תפילה, is called נוכח, which means present tense. It means אתה. It means thinking about the word you, you're before me. And that word, the second word in all the brachas that we say, seems to be the most important word in, in all of our relationship, because I'm speaking face to face. Baruch Atah, it's in front of me. It's you. We're in this together. And the whole point was, Kedaber Ish El Re'el, like you're conversing with a friend. So now let's understand how I love that. This is like, the reason I love this Sefer is because he really goes to not just saying very nice things, But he always goes to the how. He's very practical. It may not seem practical. Mm-hmm. It, may, it may seem, oh, that's for them. But he offers something. He puts it out. Very practical possibility of implementing something that I think is very, very important. If a person is generally disconnected from Hashem, from godliness, verak, שלוש פעמים ביום הוא בא לדבר עמו. שחמס מנחה וארזינס. And it's three times, three times a day, a person's like, okay, I'm not disconnected. I'm, I'm here to recharge, right? It happens three times a day. I'm here to recharge. So obviously, this, this, by the way, this paragraph is a bit more geared to Yeshiva Bachrin, but it's still, it's fine. It's fine for us as well. I'm, con- I'm disconnected all day, but there's three times a day that I'm be like, okay, now I'm going to plug in. You can't talk to God like a person talks to a friend that's right in front of you, that's present. It doesn't work like that. Davening, that this becomes your form, is that you're talking to Hashem all day long. All day long you're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, ולוואי ויתפלל לאדם כל היום כולו, it's a famous Gemara, הלוואי person should be davening all day long. Now when we hear that, that seems like torture. I'm going to be in shul all day long chuckling. But we already know what the Mechaber, what the author is telling us, is that how much of the word Ata plays a role in your all day. Remember the word from the Baal Shem Tov, Hashem is either everything or He's nothing. <coughs> Remember that Torah? Hashem is either everything or He's nothing. What does that mean? Obviously there's no such mitziyot of Hashem being nothing. But many of us have this concept of Hashem is everything, but in my life it's at, at times that are good for me. So what he's saying is something really powerful. He's saying... Well, two more lines. Fourth, fifth line. What, you can dive in all day long? Remember, that's what David HaMelech said. I am a tefillah. That you're like, you know what a mahalach, it's interesting. When you say it in English, it sounds very... Uh, yeshivish, but it's really not such a yeshivish word, right? What's, what's your mahalach? <laughs> mahalach, right? What's a mahalach in life? How do you say a mahalach? A way of conducting yourself, like a, mm-hmm. an outlook on life. The way you... The way you Perspective. 
not only perspective, it's an, it's an actual implementation of perspective. Mahalach, it's your tzura, it's your shape of life. What's your shape of your life? He says over here, Tzurat advarim, she'adam le'orech kol ayom kulo medaber im ha-kodesh boruchu befiv. That you actually are talking to Hashem all day long with your mouth. Now, this is something that I'm shocked you're still back at this year because he, he sounds so repetitive, it's unbelievable. But he is not letting us off the hook if we want to attach ourselves to the things that really, really, really matter. You have to realize they may have told us when we were younger, a yid davens three times a day. That may have worked for a world pre Auschwitz. For a world after Auschwitz, there is no way to really, to really be able to feel like your life, your mahalach of chayim, is. Is like this unless out of your mouth words are being uttered all day long to Hashem. Now you could say, What do you mean? I say brachas all day long. Of course I'm talking. Alevai. That's not talk. <laughs> huh? That's not, it's talk. acknowledgement. You could say that's ata. But what we mean is much more than just saying the ata in a bracha. What we're referring to is saying the ata, you know, the ata of, like, of my life. My life is ata. On a real personal level. Like right now, this is happening to me now. Right now. Right now. This is happening to me. This, uh, this is being experienced right now. This is happening right now at this moment. Now skip those few lines. Klomar. Hukam baboke. A person wakes up in the morning. Umiyad. Humidaber ima ribono shlolam. And what are you, you going to say about that? Why well, do that already? How? Modeani. I say modeani. Let's be real. Let's be real. What's his modeani? What? We're, we're fighting a war, right? You didn't have said modeani for years. Our children, they say modeani. What's the modeani of Primus Torah? So he's going to spell it out. You, know, you want to know what the modeani is that we're talking about here? You woke me up. I'm getting up to serve you. To get close to you. I'm waking up now to make you nachas, to give you nachas today. I guarantee to every person in this room and all our friends that are going to be listening online, if we not substitute, we're not here to change what Chazal have, the way that we've been saying things for years, we're here to enhance, to upgrade, and take to the next level. I guarantee each person in this room, if those words are uttered in your mouth right after you wake up, after Modeani, your experience of being alive, Jewish, and everything you want to put into that bucket will be tremendously enhanced. If you wake up in the morning, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm darshaning this to myself, don't think I do this every day, but I remember I try to get into that zone. But if you can wake up in the morning, it's like, you say all of that, and then you say, it's you that woke me up today. You must believe in me. Today I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm waking up, and I'm doing what I got to do today to be close to you. And even if I don't feel it, that's going to be the end game. And... Uh, I would love to bring you nachas today. I'm going to give it my best shot. What a day. What a world. What a kinyan of Yiddishkeit. 
Yeah. What's that? You used to, there was a song like from a really long time yeah. ago. If you don't believe that I could have, come on, come on, somebody help me out. That he like found somebody in like a corner in a hotel, and he's like he saw the light coming out of his eyes. It was like in the middle of a song. Yeah. You no know idea what I'm talking about. No, I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe I do. I just it's not right now. Does anyone? No. No. And he's like, you don't believe. And Wait, who who like, sung? Probably Journey. Oh, so, and you, you said the you story. Said, I think it was in the middle of like a concert. Oh, 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 it's not a song, a story, a story. No, no, no. You're not crazy at all. No, 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 no. I thought you said. I thought you said song, so I was like. I hear you singing, A story. A story, a story. When I first heard this story, I was driving on the highway between Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim, and I pulled over to breathe. Because I, you know, you have moments in life where you're like, you could really say it's worth coming into this world Thank just you. to experience this thing. That's that story about the Sloan Rebbe's grandfather. The Sloan Rebbe's grandfather, say very quick, basically the Sloan Rebbe's grandfather, met a Yid, long story, he was in a motel, saw him, looked very holy, couldn't figure out who he was, finally he approached him, and he said to him, who are you? And he said, nothing really special about me. I'm going to kill the story right now for you, but try to remember the experience on the album, not, not this. But the bottom line was this Yid told the Rebbe, he's like, there's nothing really special about me, but since I am illiterate, and I've had a horrific learning disability since I'm young, I was never able to really learn or, or read or write, so I had to make up my own tefillah because I couldn't even learn it out of the sitter, and my memory is not that good, so I couldn't remember, memorize davening. But one thing I did remember, this tefillah that I wrote. He's like, really? What's this tefillah that you put together? He's like, well, there's one thing I say every night before I go to sleep. And that's that. If you, be- if you believe, Rebona Shlenem, that I could live the dreams that you have for me tomorrow, then I'm, I'm begging you, give me one more day. But if you don't believe that I could actually live up the, the dreams that you have for me, please don't wake me up. So that's my tefillah. Yeah. So when I heard that, I just... It, like, we don't believe in a cruel God that wakes us up to a reality where we have no chance of like, living up to his dreams. You realize that? that that's, we don't believe in that. We're here if we woke up and we're here... It's because our Amuna is telling us, oh, it may be that I could actually live like that. So this piece is saying, you might as well say it. You might as well verbalize it. You may as well, you know, what happens when you say something, obviously, you know, you, like you put it into the world and it's already like takes effect. We've spoken about this a lot. David Jerome gave a beautiful drush about this yesterday in Shul, about the Koyach of the Dibur. This is, this is basically like, when you do that, when you say that, your day is different. So he's <laughs> saying over here, you can't expect to come to shul and feel the level of nocheach present when you stop in, you try to plug in your f- spiritual phone, charge it up and continue going. You may have a phone that's charged, but you're, you don't have chiyas. But if you start off your day with bringing nocheach, with bringing this you know, concept of presence into your life. Like, you're starting your day off like this. The day is completely different. The experience of being alive 
is completely different. And definitely, when you then do end up going to a sitter or saying to him, but in between the actual reading out of a textbook, right? You're actually engaging in an ata relationship. And if it's easier for you to, to engage in an at relationship, go for it. It doesn't matter. It's about presence. And we expect kids. We expect, I, I, I saw this once in a high school in the five towns where I, they brought me to do a, a musical halal one morning. It was so early and so cold. And, uh, and the night before, the Knicks were, had like, if you know anything about the Knicks, they've been dead for like 30 years, right? The New York Knicks, it's a basketball team. They had one night where there was like this guy, this Chinese guy that went nuts and... His name was Jeremy Lin. They called it Lin Sanity. It's a whole story. And he, like, scored all... It's like he, he, it was a whole crazy thing. They came back from 30 points, and they won. And, and uh, the rabbis were giving the kids a hard time for being excited over Jeremy Lin, right? And talking about that with their tefillin on, as opposed to, no! So you might say, well, what is the rabbi supposed to do? Right? Should he, should he, he's supposed to be, he's machanef, supposed to machanef, right? And, and it's a very big shy. Like, what is the rabbi supposed to do? So is he supposed to just be like, this is today's dar, and at least they're coming to yeshiva, and at least they're putting on tefillin, and at least their parents are putting 35 grand in here too, like, Seder? <laughs> Sorry. So, or do we have enough guts, guts to realize that the world that our children are engaged with, less here, Baruch Hashem, not completely void of it, but less here, but that unless you, <laughs> you bring to the table that what children need to learn at a young age is the level of ata and anything else that feels more exciting to them will always be more important than what you think is important to them. It'll always be. Always. Go to your room, say Shema. You ever hear, that? You ever hear those... Uh, as long as that's part of what we think is like the right way, then whatever excites a kid more, feeling more present in their life, will always win. Always. That's what I was referring to. So I'm saying that to the Rav, it's, it's proper chinuch, right? Or to the, the teacher, it's proper chinuch, but this world of atav, nocheach, it's very hard, because you know what the hardest thing about it is that the Rav has to have a nocheach relationship in order to give that over to a child. To tell them what to daven, what not to daven, anyone can do. If you know where the place is, v'chuleh. And you know it's wrong to talk during davening. Why am I saying this? Because even in shuls today, I feel like usually there's a lot of talking at Adon Olam or an Enkel Okeinu, right? Or an Anim Zmirot. So a few years ago, we, we changed a few things by us. You know what we changed, which was like a game changer in Shirat David? We took out the melody which makes you dash for your coat or for anything other than the words, No way. Out. Because it was no one's... I realized, like, why, why should anyone... Like, yeah, the words are master of the universe. You've been creating, you've been reigning over here before the world was created. Whenever you want something to happen, it happens. Therefore, you're, you're called the king. And after everything, it's you that's running the whole world. You were, you, were, you are now, and you'll be forever. In you, I give my spirit. 
That's, this is Adon Olam I'm saying in English, right? Can you imagine if, we, if like, instead of Adon Olam, like, that's what happened in Shul's right now, we're going to do this, like, <laughs> this reading, which sounds so not Jewish or not religious, and yet it's the holiest thing in the world. So yesterday in Shul, I wanted to stop and be like, there's no one like our God. Who's like our God? <laughs> You're our God. You're our creator. You're our master. You're our redeemer. Then it gets a little bit complicated with, like, you know, the rabbi said, Pito Maktoret, the Tseri, the Tseri. I, I, I understand that. It's not exactly as invigorating as saying these words, but saying those words is Ata. It's Mamash Ata. I'll be, like, very honest. There's some Chavra. I'm not going to say that, you know, I, wouldn't, I can't eat in their house because it's not, it's not kosher that I, the way that we eat kosher. But the way that they engage with the text brings the consciousness of the text so much deeper into my heart. Like I, I wish they were from just so I could be part of it. Do you understand what I mean? Like, that's the only reason I... Like, not I, of the words. What's that? They might say it with decorum, but they're not... It, what, it does it to me. It does it to me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually talking about specific people that I know. That it actually is very much that. Mamash. But I know what you mean too. But what I'm saying over here, I actually know what I'm talking So, the, again, the whole reason for this whole, everything with this whole rant or whatever, it's because of how can we really expect a, an atat relationship in shuls or with our children if by us, that's not really the way that it's our basic approach to Yiddish game. I have a question or a statement, possibly. Um, it seems like it's a reframing. Like, you wake up and you say, Mamea, I need to be a place of gratitude. And then you have to say it from a place of purpose. You know, that, my, my tachlis, this is what I'm here for you, like, to do. So it's gratitude and the purpose. In the Zona Mon, we say it twice, right? So the first one comes from the perspective of gratitude. And then the second one, the closing one, can be from the, the perspective of purpose. Like, what's my mm. representation? And I think it's, you know, it's all about the way people frame it in their head. And people can reframe everything. It's not just thank you. It's now, now, now we're partners. You know what's so holy about what you just said? <laughs> about you, really? Mm. Is that you're under the impression that people say it twice. No, you're just supposed to say it twice. No, 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 Adon Olam, I'm saying. Adon Olam. Oh, I, I say it every morning because Exactly. That's my point. That's exactly my point. <laughs> that's exactly my point. But it's not just a don olam. It's, it's, that's just an easy example. It could be whatever it is. It's just an easy example. Whatever it is, it's just important to reiterate and for us to understand that this, what he's saying over here is that, I think, he's like, you can't expect your children to really be engaged in shul. Even if the nigunim are great, Long term, long term, for it to really fill their hearts and want, cause them to want this to be their life, right? If it's not an Atta relationship. Now you're going to tell me, well, don't, it's too intense for a child. It's like, you're right, start with you. <laughs> and I agree. Start with you. Let's see what happens after that. You're right. Too crazy. Children, children, candy. A main club and baya, fine. Children do this naturally until until they stop. Bevaday, bevaday, 
And why, what, may, what may cause a child to stop to do it naturally? Because when they get older, they want to be like everybody else. And everybody else... It's their code on it. It's only, it's only the, the, the freaks and the hippies that maybe stay with Adon Olam or whatever, you know, whatever this means. Or they have me taught the meaning. What's that? They have me taught the meaning behind the class become a broke. I mean, my, my kids went to community school and my son said, he said, I just do it so they don't get in trouble. And he told the rabbi, like, I was like, no, no, no. And he said, I don't know what I'm saying. Teach me what I'm saying. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I think that this needs to be the Lashon to people that think that they even know Hebrew. This is what I'm saying, is that the revolution in davening is not about kids that don't know what they're saying. It's about people that are under the assumption that they know what they're saying already, because they've been saying it forever. And maybe they also know Hebrew. Maybe they know Hebrew. Maybe they've been saying it forever. But um, the whole purpose here is to actually be excited about a revolution like this and not be freaked out as to... What are they going to say about us now? What are we going to look like now? But to be happy that you care enough for Am Yisrael and you love Am Yisrael enough to not care what they think about you right now in this moment and say, this is, this is, the, this is the Avoda. This is the Avoda. And I'm waking up in the morning, you woke me up now to learn Torah like this, so I do something with it. But it begins with the first few seconds of our conscious state in the morning, with bringing the ata into... Mode, I'm sorry, unless like I'm really off, is, has not been an ata statement from the moment that we were told this is what you have to start the morning with. Please, please, I, I, Mehmet, I, I wish I was wrong, but if was an ata level of relationship in the morning, we'd have much less problems in our lives. When you're faced with a deadly disease, it starts having meaning. The worst thing in the world, Reb Nassim says, is when people rely on those moments for it to have a meaning. That's the end of Yiddishkeit. If I rely on that to have a meaning, Hashem Yirachim on us. Don't rely on it, but that's how, you, that's how I learned anyway. <laughs> but I don't want, I don't want I don't, that to be the reality for any person in the world. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Let's go back inside. Okay. Zakeni. Uh, one, two, three. Five lines on the bottom. Merit me that I, today my day should be like it, like it should be. And I should serve you karaui. But don't have this like guilt religious chip on your on your shoulder when you say these words like I should serve you properly like you, you discover what that means besimcha discover what that means to serve you properly not what's expected from you from other people have we should be blessed to have the guts to discover what these words mean I should serve you properly I should find out it should talk to me. it should be my mama it should be my language it should be my chidush right so you go out to Davin, now he's talking to people that are going to Shul, talk to Hashem, I'm going to Davin before you. May I, be mer- may I have the merit to Davin before you properly. That I literally feel you next to me. 
please Hashem, may, 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 may not, no foreign thoughts come into my mind. לאחר תפילה יוצאים מבית הכנסת, you finish davening, you leave shul, יעצור וידבר עם הבונה שלהם. Stop for a second, talk to Hashem. ויאמר זקני, well this again alludes to where he lives, זקני שלא אכשל בלכתי ברחוב בראייה אסורה. Please, I want to make sure I don't see anything improper as I'm walking home. שאגיע למחוב חצי מהר, I should reach my destination fast, בזמן ורגוע ולא טרוד. I should be calm, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be burdened or bothered. And then he sits down to learn. Sits down to learn. Stop, talk to Hashem. And say, I'm about to learn your holy Torah. To get close to you. And to bring you nachas. Zakeni she'almad kara'ui, merit me that I should learn properly, lelo mafri'im, without disturbances, she'eske le'avin et ma she'almad, and may I merit to understand that which I'm actually learning. Be'emtza alimud, hu nitkal bekushiyah, in the middle of learning he gets stuck with a, with a hard, with a, with a, with a, with a, a tough question. Menase le'tartza ve'eno yachola, tries to give it all these answers, it's not working. יעצור עצמו וידבר עם הריבונו שלנו. סטאפס אמסלף ואני טוקס את האשם. ויאמר, אני יודע שבידך תלוי הדבר. I know it's dependent on you, if I understand this or not, אם אבין את הלימוד או לא, אם אוכל לתרץ קושייה זו או לא. I know it's all up to you, if I could actually give a tarot to this קושייה, אנא זכני להבין את תורתך הקדושה. Please, may I merit to understand your Torah. כך נהג החזון איש. We spoke about the Chazan Ish last week. This is how he would learn. This is, this is the Tzura of a Jew and everything that you're doing. You, you preemptive, preemptively strike with a, a short Tzvilah. You speak to Hashem Simple, like you're talking to a friend. <coughs> each person and the way that they conduct themselves, each day has its own way of being conducted. But it should be. And a person should connect themselves all day long to the creator of the world. צריך לא להסיח דעת מזה לאורך כל היום. הסח הדעת, that means distraction. It's very hard to, to, to keep it, but you, you can't be distracted from this throughout the day. Uh, honestly, you're sitting here thinking, באמת, at the ripe age of 31, I'm going to start to take this on, right? Or maybe you're 34. Like said, like now I'm going to start to, right? <laughs> What do you mean? It's, it's possible to start living like this? Well, your choice. It's mamash pechira. There's nothing standing between us living like this and, and not, or not. Nothing. Nothing. Just really one, one really bad word. Cynicism. The cynic that's in the air from these three dorot, from these three generations, that puts such cynicism and sarcasm 
into the attempt to engage into a life like this. That's all it really is. He says, in the beginning, In the beginning, you forget this all the time. But hergel, habits, become nature. Making it your habit becomes your nature. Eventually, you don't know any other way of living. This is just the way that life goes. Eventually, you can't imagine any other type of life because Hashem is either everything or nothing. This is a very essential, fundamental point when it comes to acquiring something we all want. What, did, what word did he use here? What are we trying to acquire? Kirva. 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 Closeness. Not religious. Not yotze. Not anything else but the word kirva. Like David HaMelech says, Vani kirva telokim litov. There's only one thing in this world that I could define as good. And what is that? Feeling close to Hashem. He's saying, this is, this is, a, this is a fundamental thing that we need in order to actually feel close in a, in a way that we can do something with it. You know what parents are? In Tehillim, I don't know by heart. But okay. It's easy to find. You've got to be persistent and stubborn. No matter what, in order to keep this, the focus and the drive. Kamuvan behadraga, of course, this has to be behadraga, and this is why it's very important. He's saying, remember, this is the this is the destination, this is what we want. Don't kill yourself if you're not able to do this overnight or over a week or over a month. But be persistent. <clears throat> Invite, check yourselves. To decide that you're starting with five Atta moments tomorrow. <coughs> starting with, with your own Modeani. That has to be the way, though. Because everything goes after the beginning. So that for sure has to be the first thing of a Kabbalah, of how we start the day. But then the rest of the day, saying, I'm deciding now to bring in five Atta moments. Now, what does five Atta moments mean? No one should tell you what it means. It's your Torah, it's your relationship. It's your kirva. You, you create it. You discover it. You design it. It's yours. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. It's yours. No one can tell you what it is. But he gives a clue because he keeps saying, like in your day, just say, oh, stop. And then figure out what you want to say. Whatever, it. yeah, but, but what to say. Right. He's giving an outline. But he's, not, he's definitely not saying, and in order to establish closeness, repeat after me. <laughs> not be told. That's not closeness. It's, you're close to the book, maybe you're not close to you. <laughs> but don't get distracted in the overall picture that this is, this is where we're heading. And to the seekers of authenticity and truth, Hashem shows the path of truth. Okay, who Ba'emet, I'm not, I think like for learning, like purpose of learning and growing, who wants to throw a chair at me or at the Sefer right now? Is there any, I do, a little bit. 
Like for who is this really like, like this is not a, this is like not this is a different religion. So it is, it's Yiddishkeit. I don't know what the other religion is. But it's true, this is Yiddishkeit. This is just basics of, of, of emuna, of tefillah. But let me ask you, why Bemet, so that we understand it. Why is let's talk Mamish Dugri. I don't know what they say that in English. Straightforward. <laughs> Business. Business. Let's be real, okay? Let's, Mama, I saw, I saw Y.Y. Jacobson has this new podcast, I think it's called Let's Be Real. It's a great thing on Chinuch with children. It's a wonderful day. I just listened to it last night. Let's be real. Who in this, who, who's going to start living like this? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think most of, some of us do already. Yeah. I think we do. I mean, we could do it more. Yeah. Um, but that's why we're all here. <laughs> do we have an alternative? I think we get more validated now doing it. <laughs> wow. I didn't expect yeah. that answer. I mean, I'm reading Avraham um, Hirsch. Heschel, Heschel, Heschel. Yeah. Avram Yeshua Heschel. He talks about the concept of free will. The only way you can have free will is to leave your own ego in a moment of spirituality. It's not a process, it's an event. He was a big master of Atta. Right. Heschel? That's what this is. That is the only way you can express your free will in this world. Every moment you go beyond yourself and connect to Hashem. What prevents a person from hearing what you're saying right now and feeling like it's possible to actually live like that. Well, it's very hard to be mindful all the time. It's exhausting. He's not saying all the time. Remember, no, he said, like he said, Behadraga. That's an important word here. I think, I think you think this is what it is. No, no. You, no, no you're, I, if I understand the last thing you said, I just want to expound on it, is that when you learn something like this, and you get the, you get the energy of it's all or nothing, or nothing right. then you're like, it's safer for me to be in nothing because it's going to hurt too much if I go to that, right? So that's the satan. That, but that's, that's, that's the Satan coming to us and saying, why, why damage yourself? Like, you've been through enough in life. It's been painful enough. Just give yourself a pat on the shoulder. You went to go to a shear on Sunday morning. Feel, take that and move weiter, right? <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, isn't that sick that we just called, well, I called it, but I don't know if you agree with me. That's the Satan. Because the Satan says, just keep on... Whatever, you know, small accomplishments, small, smart goals, or whatever it is. But then the confusion is, well, is the non-Satan approach saying, yalla, everything now. It, and he has to be like this all day long. So even if he's not emphasizing that as much, I, wanna, I want for our sake and the, our mental health to, re, to f- basically just come out of the sheer with taking this lemaisa, lemaisa for us. None of us were raised, as far as I know, were raised, our gears of the uncles, so the way we were raised in understanding what it means to be a good Jew had very little to do with paragraphs like this. We didn't, as much, consciously, we didn't choose to get that upbringing. I know what you may tell me, Bashanto says we chose our parents, etc. That's all. Nachon. <laughs> but still, okay? So you have to understand, the tshuva, the Altar Rebbe says, begins with the moment that you decide you're going to be compassionate on yourself. 
But compassionate on yourself doesn't mean, um, what's the right word? Letting him Letting, slide. Yeah, yeah. That's a very important distinction to make. Compassionate means, I'm not going to kill myself that I haven't been like this until now. Aleph. But bet, it also means, but now that I'm a little bit more plugged in to the previous of things, and as I'm sitting and learning these words, of course it makes sense to me, even though it seems so hard, I'm going to have compassion on myself to, to take it on slowly and right. Slowly and right. Le'at, le'at. Because any other way of using the terms compassion is, is basically a little bit of an abuse of the word. Because it prevents us, as a monami many, it actually plays the opposite role. So this is very, very important. And, and I think, like, especially in a social setting, a communal setting, this is where it gets, you know, this is why, again, learning has to be always. You know, and, and it's not just shiurim, it has to be, this, like he said before, the sichot chaverot, like the way we talk to each other, you know. Way we, the, way, the way we discuss things, the way we think about things, that whole mahalach. You know, there's a whole school of thought that says, B'Shem HaTorah, actually B'Shem HaRambam, even though people, they deviate from what the Rambam really meant, they say, B'Shem HaRambam, this is all preventing you from just being a good Jew. Because being a good Jew has nothing to do with all these things, because it's impossible, or is it not, it's not even purposeful to... To, to get to the places he's describing here. So these are very, we need a lot of Rahmanas on Hashem, we have to, a lot of tf, little, literal tefillah, Hashem, let me understand what I'm trying to even understand. This is like hagdamas al gabay hagdamas, but when I hear words like this, and he says this is a, funda- a fundamental principle in achieving kirva, and then I stop and I'm like, wait a second, that's really what it's about, right? That's really what it's about. That word, I don't know, for me, that stuck out in this whole paragraph. It's like, wait a second, that's what it's about. That's what I want my child to experience. That's what my child experienced when it just came out of the womb. There was nothing but kirva, and Hashem trusts me to continue providing that at any stage in their life to the best of my ability but I have to know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to my children about you, Hashem. So therefore, and this sounds very chutzpahdik, I'm not letting you off the hook. You have to make it, you have to, you, have to, you have to give me the help. You have to help me with this. You have to enable me to really be plugged into this way of living, this way of thinking. Yeah, Adina. You know what one of the greatest Yetzirahs are? Okay. <laughs> is that, because it's so true, that davening would be so much holier if I was alone in a forest. Because <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> I know it would be. It actually would be. Mm. Right? It was during lockdowns. People, people loved their davening. The hot, people, I don't know, as some, uh, on Shabbos I was discussing with someone about la- it was, the, for me, the most creative period of my life. 
Mamash. I feel. I'm saying that you're right. Meaning, it it is. It's true that it would be much more like that. I didn't establish the fact that Hashem says the Shekhinah rests on ten people. That's not. That's a Muna. I have to believe. I didn't decide that. Hashem decided that. Right. I think we'd all come to this conclusion of what it's meant to be in our own, in our own way. Right. And it would be meaningful and it would be beautiful and it would be different. Than what I think that's, but I think he's really addressing what you're saying. He's saying mm-hmm. communal mm-hmm. is three times a day. Mm-hmm. Your life is much more than three times a day. No, 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 no doubt. I, I think he's saying that too. I think he's saying the same thing. I think he's saying, you expect to go to this zone three times a day when you're with other people? Right. This has to be part of your, you know, the in between the three times a day. And that's even saying people go to shul three times a day, right? Mm-hmm. This has to be the way that, the, the, the normal, the general flow. Mm-hmm. Nachon, I agree with you. The only thing is, anyone that ever checked out on their own never left a legacy. Anyone that ever went to the place you're describing, which is utopic and beautiful and, and amazing, maybe for themselves they did perfect something. Choliot, could be. But in terms of, yalla, we're here for the, you know, for the next generation, nothing was ever left. Their children are also alone, meaning it, it, can, it, it continues. It has to be both. You know, one time I sat on a plane. I, this was an amazing story. I just remembered it uh, recently, and it happened like close to 20 years ago. I was on a plane. Um, it, it, I remember it was like a, one of these chutzpah. No, it was a little bit less than 20 years ago. Chutzpah, the guy that the, 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 the Dayelet was in she begged him. To turn off the phone before, like, like you know, uh, take off. And he kept on saying, can, and he kept on being on the phone, like, oh, man, I wish you didn't have a beard in the keeper right now. <laughs> but he was, the truth is, he was very, he was full of chain, and even he, even in the, I'm in the, 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 the Dayelet, the steward is like, she, she liked it, he was cute, he was very cute, very Hamish. He was talking to his children, it was very sweet, whatever, but it was like, the beginning was rough. So, he looks at me, like uh, a few minutes into the flight, he's like, Karbach, nachon? Right? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I was like, so I said to him, Ve'afilu korim li shlomo. That's what I said to him. <laughs> and he said to me, Ani chav sapercha maise shehoya. This was a week after Sukkot. Maise shehoya kachaya. He says, I realized my kids needed to really, we needed to be together. We, yeah, we went to Roshon, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, the whole thing. I realized we needed to vamish, feel together and invigorated. So he said to me, Roshan Rabba morning. I didn't go to shul. My children didn't go. It's a shayid. I didn't go to shul. We put on talis. We, we took our aravas. We sat around the table and I put on Karbach's Davening Hashan Rabba, the last Hashan Rabba of his life. And my children had Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Hashan Rabba. Now, that's 
an amazing bedieved story. Do you know what I mean? That is not really a lechatchila story. It's, it, but trust me, that I could live off that story forever. I don't know how in the world I forgot that story. It was in the midst of, like mamash from it was so ma- when he told me and I started crying. I, I wasn't married then. I had nowhere to really share it with, but it gave me so much. I couldn't believe it. But that lechatchila, Hashem says you can't lechat. He says the goal of getting a chet, which is really bnei machshav It's what the PSS and I was trying to establish. The point of community is to somehow realize that with real commitment and a ratzon, a ratzon for truth, that this is what it's all about. This is what community really is all about. And that's why the pain that I was describing in the beginning of Shir is that community in Yiddishkeit has become much more just a, a very important factor of social gathering as opposed to a spiritual presence. And it's time to flip it back. That's it. Simple. Got it. <laughs> Everyone's good now? We all... Okay. Can well, I, can, yeah. I want to say something about the word kirva. Yeah. I was thinking, well, we're talking to me. I, I'm, there are times in my life when I live this, and then there are times when it's fallen away. And then it's, it's, it can still be used for a tool of, of self-awareness and mm-hmm. like what happened why did it fall away and to really to think about things and what happened in between and help get back on on track so it's also kirvata to ourselves in order to be able to get into that place and then reach up to Hashem Amen which we used for that Amen alright shukrach everyone thank you so much